money. What up, everybody? I am your host, J5, and welcome to the Block Podcast, where we focus on entrepreneurial growth as well as social issues and injustices that surround the urban community, bringing to you real-life experience for the advancement of business development. Now, y'all know I got to show love, so let's do it. Whether it be business or personal, you need professionals that can supply you with all your personal protection equipment. So when it comes time to have masks, gloves, hand sanitizer, or reliable disinfectants for the studio to keep me and my guests safe, I know ROI Marketing and Safety have got me and my guests covered. So log on to www.roippe.com or drop them an email at sales at roippe.com and let them keep you and yours safe. Now, let's step out on the block. Today's guest is very important uh, to the city of Indianapolis and to the state of Indiana, um, to the game of basketball. Uh, He has played a very intricate part within the history right here in the city of Indianapolis, but not only just the city of Indianapolis or the state of Indiana, but the country. he has been an intricate part of shifting uh, not only basketball, but uh, racism here in the city of Indianapolis and the state of Indiana. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about basketball. We're going to talk a little bit about history. And we're going to talk a little bit about how basketball helped change history right here on the Block Podcast. I would like for you to welcome the forward of the 1955 Crispus Attucks All-Black National Championship team, Mr. John Gibson. Welcome to the Block Podcast, Mr. John Gibson. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Thanks for having me, man. Man, I know, no, truly, thank you. Thank you for, for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, the, the, the listeners are going to love this. They're going to love what you have to, stay, to have to say. You have uh, an abundance of, of experience and knowledge uh, with the game of basketball and history. And uh, today I want to talk to you a little bit about both, a little bit about history, a little bit about basketball, and a little bit about how basketball changed history. How about we do that? (laughs) So go ahead and tell everybody who you are uh, and what you do. I'm John Gibson, a former Christmas Addis basketball player back in 1955 and 56. Uh, I'm retired right now, but uh, retired from Chrysler Motors. Went to Indiana Central College. That's, that's where I started first. Okay. And then in my later, I dropped out. I played a couple, played out there for two years. Okay. And then I dropped out and uh, went to work. And I came back after I got married. I went back to school after okay. I got married. Went to Martin University. Okay. Out on the east side. And, and uh, right now, like I say, I'm retired, not doing nothing, watching a lot of basketball. <laughs> well, you got a lot yeah. coming up with yeah. uh, with oh, the yeah. tournament about oh, yeah. the car. Yeah, you you go get a you get a nice dose. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, there's so much uh, I I want to ask you. Um, so I, I'm gonna just dive right in because uh, I I just I I'm just, I just want to know. I'm I, I'm. I'm just as curious as the listeners are going to be. <laughs> so uh, my, my first, I guess, uh, question is, how strong was the bond between the players uh, on, those, on those two teams, 55-56? Well, we had a, a real strong bond. Uh, I think what happened, the coach, he selected the right players, the right guys, you know. Uh-huh. He could have picked 12 other guys. And it probably wouldn't work, you know. Exactly. And when maybe they may have the same, uh, you know, talent as we had, but it might not work because not of the same chemistry, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so the personalities they work, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How does it make you feel knowing that 
you are a part. Are you you're a huge part of not only just basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm sorry, but not only basketball here in you know Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Indiana, but nationwide. You're a part of history through basketball in the city of Indianapolis. How does that how does that feel to know that you were able you and, and those guys were able to accomplish what you were able to accomplish, not just on the basketball court, mm-hmm. but what you were able to accomplish through what you did on right. the basketball court? Well, it was uh, a tremendous uh, ordeal we went through because of the, a lot of things you had to do without the school had to do without, you know. Okay. Like when they opened the school they had didn't have brand new stuff, they had to get Use equipment, use books, okay. use chairs and tables and all that. <clears throat> but once we started playing and uh, we were drawing those large crowds out to Butler, uh, they were the the money that they brought in uh, was more than anybody was making. Even all the colleges around here in Indiana, wow. we were drawing ten, twelve thousand people wow. at a game. You know, at a high school, at game. a regular season game. Yeah, at a regular and, high uh, school the, the game. Colleges weren't enjoying about four, four, five thousand. <laughs> Yeah, and you because you because you guys your home court was uh, Hinkle. Yeah, Hinkle Fieldhouse and Tech. So so you're growing so 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 you guys are drawing a bigger crowd than Butler oh, yeah. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had a, a, a pro team called Indianapolis Olympians. I think they stayed there were in existence from fifty one fifty three, uh-huh. and uh, they were enjoying what our team the team before my team to play. Uh-huh. Couple of years they had Willie Gardner, Allie Great, Allie Bryant, okay. all those guys, and they were drawing big crowds too. And uh, the pro, like I said, that pro team wasn't even drawing as much as we did over that. That's time. correct. Now, now, okay, now because I'm not sure or familiar, the Pacers weren't here yet, were they? Oh no, they weren't here. Pacers yet. weren't even here yet. Okay, all right. So you guys pretty much were the you were the hot stuff. You yeah, talk of the town, you know. <laughs> Talking the town, man. You know. <laughs> man. Okay. Um, now, with with uh, you know, we're gonna jump off uh, to to the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I read. Um, I, I um I can't. I don't know who exactly did the interview, um, but I read it online, and it 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 said that uh, the, I guess the the year before you guys, uh, I think was it fifty fifty four fifty five. Uh, that it said that the your coach told you to play safe, uh, a gentleman's game, and someone had responded to it uh, saying that, that maybe that might have been the reason why you guys didn't pull it off the first time versus the next time it was a black-on-black team right. and you could go all out. Right. So how, how does how does how did that uh, is that is that correct? Is, uh, with well, your no, coach that's not how? entirely correct. Uh, uh, they had a coach named Fitzu Lyons, the head varsity coach before Ray Crow, my coach, got there. Okay, and so he he got on board. They hired him as assistant coach to Fitzu Lyons. This okay. was in fifty one, fifty two. Okay, and so Lyons, he was uh he always said, "Let's go out here. We might was gonna lose and get it over with." And, and don't have you know, don't worry about it. You know, that's uh-huh. the mentality he had. You know, huh? Because he didn't like to go against segregation and all that. You know. Oh, okay. He didn't want to stir the waters, so to speak. You know. Oh, okay. So when we got there, our coach said, "No, I said we're not. Uh, we're not going to be playing no gentlemen's game. He said we're going to play with a chip on our shoulder, but we're going to be uh, humble at the same time. You know. So oh. we're going all out. You know. Yeah." I read that too. Yeah. Um, he was really big on you guys yeah. um, making sure that you maintain your composure, oh, that yeah. you upheld a good status right. for the school and for the community. It started in practice, I and mean, we weren't we weren't allowed to. We may if you get upset with the way somebody's going, you're a little too physical, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You couldn't uh, display any kind of hostility in practice. Okay, so uh, you know it went on that period. Through to the game. To the so, game. So you couldn't even do it in practice no, you with your own team players. Yeah. So just like, to get you ready for when the game come, you right. knew better. Yeah. You they'll, just, they'll be talking to you, trying to say things to you, trying right. to get you out of your game, you yeah. get you out of character, get you mad to where you can't think. That's what a lot of those guys used to do, you know. And uh, so you just had to play through it, you know. 
Okay. Okay. It took a little. It took a little while, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so everybody was everybody yeah. was adherent to yeah, that. You said something. You say it under your breath. You know, you wouldn't work your mouth going down the floor. You you, you such and so, so, so like that. You'd be saying it under your breath. <laughs> if he saw you, come on. He pull you right out. Pull you out. Man, we have to make a bad call. You can't say nothing. You know. You just gotta roll he with. Said, it. If, I, if anything said, he would say it. You know. Yeah. And he wouldn't do nothing. But sit there with his legs crossed. Wow. He said he did all the pra- he did all the preparation in practice. He said everything wow. uh, we need to know we did it in practice. So now we're playing, you know. All he, he all he does is make substitutions and uh, somebody get hurt, bring them out. Or, yeah. Or if it had a tight game, he'd instill a play, you know. To so he it. he was the first Phil Jackson. He was. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, how difficult? Okay, um, I read um, also that because of uh, addicts being the only black school, that all the teachers, of course, all the black teachers were sent to addicts, right. and come to find out that addicts, um, I don't know for how many years or how long, but during you guys' stretch um, in the fifties. Uh, it said that Addicts High School had the most scholars as far as teachers. Oh yeah. At any school, how did how, how did that affect being in school? You know, was that hard? Were they harder on you guys? Or well, I wouldn't say hard, but they they demand you know certain. They didn't wanted excellence out of you. What you do your best, you know. Okay. And they all had their master's degrees. They were required to have them, you know. Okay. Before they get the job, you know. And if they didn't have it, they had to be working, going to school, to working get towards it. getting that master's degree. Okay. And a few of them had doc, uh, doc, two or three of them had doctorate degrees. Wow. My principal, Dr. Russell Lane, and uh, the lawyer attorney, uh, he's an attorney. Uh, oh, man, I had a senior moment. Anyway, <laughs> he's an attorney. And uh, he had 11 degrees. And he, what? Yeah. John Martin Feeney, that was his name. 11 degrees? 11 degrees. He had three in English. Uh, couple of languages uh and then he had a wow he was certified to be a superintendent so you guys got it system. you guys got a pretty good uh, education had, oh yeah we had a heavy uh staff over you know yeah wow man okay um let's go to uh the i guess the elephant in the room um that you guys you guys had to deal with uh a good deal of racism oh yeah um with uh you know indiana um in pretty much being in the 20s uh pretty much the clan ran oh yeah um city was ran by the mayor was a clansman they said back then the mayor governor and all them you know wow yeah okay now with that with, with seeing stuff like that okay and this this came across to me and i i had to put this question in here because i wanted to know uh, from someone that has actually been a part of history, and not only a part of history, but a part of history, politics, and sports. Okay, mm-hmm. you pretty much you you didn't you didn't choose that part. You just chose the game, but right. the game went into the rest of it. Right. So, um, my thing is was, is with you being able to see all that, you know, in the fifties and sixties. How does that compare to what we've seen in the last four years in this country? When you when you hear things like um, like like okay, for instance, you guys' uh, parade was cut short, right? Yeah. Um, and what was the reason for them cutting the? Oh, uh, they said they thought that the, the black supporters, not the team, would tear up downtown, vandalize things, and stuff like that. Okay. So they didn't want any blacks downtown that night. Okay. Now, with that being said, okay, earlier, uh, later this last year, they went and they boarded up downtown. Right. Um, because they thought, you know, with the with the verdict coming out that people would come down and tear up downtown right. again. How does that compare, you know, to what you've seen, to what you see now? Well, now they just come out with it more and more blatant with it. You think Back they're more then, blatant now? Oh yeah. Really? Back then they'd do it behind the scenes, and they wouldn't just 
come out, you know, like a lot of things uh, that went on, you went along with because that's the way things were then. You know, you knew right. uh, that you couldn't go here, so you didn't go there, you know, because you know you wouldn't be served, you know. Okay. And on other issues, uh, like I said, they just, they'll just come out and say what they're thinking now, whereas they didn't used to do anything like that, you know. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now, what, what about when you hear things? Um, and I particularly thought this was interesting uh, when it comes to someone like you. Uh, shut up and dribble. No, we never did hear nothing like that because. Uh, well, well, because well, back then, yeah. uh, like I said, you weren't particularly a part of the political right. part of it. You know, what I mean, or the right. social part of it. You were just playing ball, and things were happening because right. of that. But nowadays. You know, you have players who they utilize their platform as professional athletes to to try to fight um, injustice. Yeah, they go on social media now. And, yeah, and you know, and so, but my, my thing is, is like when you hear, you know, media tells you know that oh, you know, uh, athletes don't have any place in social in, mm-hmm. in 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 justice, you know, and social issues and things like that. What what do you think on that? Being someone that has actually changed history. Well, I don't blame them for voicing their opinion on, you know, on what they think. You know, if you're wrong, you're wrong. I don't care who you are, you know. Right. Politician, uh, if, you, if you're a judge and you're wrong, you're wrong, as far as I'm concerned, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. And back then, you didn't have a voice. You know, you had to take out what the, whatever they dispersed, you know. Okay. Yeah, okay. They said, do this, you had to do that. You so, know. so when did you start seeing like a, a change, uh, you know, in, in how you how, how you guys were perceived around town? Well, after we, uh, we beat up on everybody for the two years I played, and then it, things kind of lacked. You would go to the, the white movie theaters. You had to, blacks had to go upstairs and sit, but we mm-hmm. would sit downstairs. They wouldn't say nothing to us, you know. Because you yeah. was the boys yeah, from Maddox. They knew, yeah, they just, you know, <laughs> and then slowly and slowly, everybody could go after a certain time. Okay. And you couldn't eat in their restaurants. You'd get your stuff to go. Like, we were the first blacks to eat downtown. In LaFendrick's restaurant, they called it then. That's where we ate victory dinner after we won the okay. championship. And uh, the people were afraid for us, the blacks working in there. What y'all doing sitting down in here? Y'all can't do, you know, they didn't know. You know? <laughs> they did. Yeah. They went away. I, man, yeah. I, as I'm sitting here with you right now, and I'm hearing this come out of your mouth, it's surreal to me because I've never, I was born in 1970. Yeah. So I didn't even really know what was going on until I was eight. So we're yeah. talking 1978. So I have no idea yeah. of what you have seen, what you've been through, what you've heard, yeah. you know, so I'm just sitting here just kind of blown back, man, because I'm sitting here with history, with a real part of history. You really did something for the world, not just, you know, right. for Indianapolis, but for the nation and the world, man. Um, how, how, uh, how did now did with the with the, the KKK being a part of the politics and school system and pretty much everything. How, how, what kind of effects did that have on you guys, you know, as far as your schooling and, and the school system and things well, like that? Well, the, we, uh, the, our, all our teachers had to go by the curriculum that the, the public schools put out. They couldn't teach us black history or something on certain things. If wow. it wasn't in their curriculum that they put yeah. out for us, they couldn't use it, you know. There's a lot of black people that uh, did uh, big things back then. I didn't even learn about it after I got out of high school. And I started reading a lot and yeah. went to college and all this stuff. And uh, this one invented this and this one did that. We had one guy, he was one of the first black uh, captains in the Navy. He's one of the, uh-huh. they call him the Golden 13. And we, I didn't even know that until I got out of high school. Wow. And he never said it and they didn't beat their own drums. Yeah. But, you know, I, most people don't. And uh, they had all kinds of, uh, Martin Finney, he had all them degrees. We didn't, I didn't know that, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of things, man. It, uh, when they had the Brown versus Board board versus Education, uh-huh. that deal, yeah. yep. the Rosa Parks, all that yeah. stuff happened the same year that we won the, the state championship. 
Oh, fact, wow. we did our thing before all this other stuff transpired. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I, uh, I'm i pretty sure you're aware um, that Converse has a Breaking Barriers collection. Oh, yeah. Uh, come out. And first shoe in the collection is for uh, Massachusetts um, for 1891 right. when basketball was created. Yeah. Um, and then the second shoe on that list is you guys. Christmas Addicts. Yeah. 1955. Yeah. Christmas Addicts Championship. All, first all-black national championship team. Yeah, in the country, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, with that being said, Converse wanted to give you something. Um, they thought you might like these. Oh, man. <laughs> it's all right, man. Converse, huh? Yeah. All right. These are the, this is the actual 1955 um, Addicts Championship Team Shoe Converse Breaking Down Barriers Collection. Um you are probably one of maybe three or four people that yeah. might have that shoe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, it doesn't come out you. to the spring. But um, I reached sure. out to them and told them I was doing this interview, and they sent these shoes yeah. for you. I appreciate it. Uh, you're, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Yeah. You're more than welcome. Oh, man. Yeah, those are nice, though. Those are really nice. <laughs> okay. It costs three or four hundred dollars, you know, regularly. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah, I have no idea what they're going to yeah. be, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to go pretty quick, though. <laughs> okay. What are some of your fondest memories at Attics? Uh, outside of the championship, of course. You know. Well, just uh, the way we were received by the people, man. You know, everywhere you went, you know, your neighborhood, the school, everybody went to school, you know. They, a lot of times, man, uh, people would come out of their house, open the door, like, you know, speak, wave at them, speak with you and stuff, man, you know, uh, especially after we won it. That had to be, that out. had to be such a yeah. different change because, you know, the year before you win the yeah. first championship, you know, people are, you, you walking down the street, people locking their doors. Two years later, like you said, now they're opening the door. Yeah. Hey, John, Hey. You know, I, and I read somewhere where uh, uh, one of, one of the uh, the guys said that, that that if you guys were walking down the street, it, people would pull over to give you guys rides. Oh yeah, I mean, I never did ride a bus, man. So I might <laughs> maybe after I got out, <laughs> you walk out and stand on the corner, man. Six cars might stop, man. You know, where you going? Where you going? I'm going out east. Come on out. And they just knew you guys by yeah. face. Just yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, pull over. You ask me, they say, I'm going to such and so. You take whatever ride, you know, to get you where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. White, black? Yeah, white. Both? Yeah. Man. I mean, that had to be such a turnaround. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, before you guys win the championship, you know, it's one way. And then the next year, you you know, everybody's, hey, 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 come on in. You know, you're like, what? That's true. Man. I just, I, I just... Like I said, I'm I'm I've never, you know, I, I'm wasn't privileged. I'm privy to see that, right. you know, and so just to hear it and to talk to someone who's actually been through it is just right. it, it's it's for yeah, me like, it's just real. Yeah, like they boo, you know, they boo some of the NBA players now, you know, uh-huh. uh, boo them. You know, people get in there and start talking about them. Yeah, we did, man, they were so busy watching in all watching us play, man, that they'd be sitting with them out while I'm like yeah. The whole section of these people just—they just, ain't saying nothing. They just watching us play, man. You know, it's an amazement. Yeah, in all, man. You know, they're sitting there looking. Our side will be hollering, yeah, yeah, and they be like, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, someone told me to ask you this question. Um, not sure if you if you guarded him or not, but. They asked me to ask you, how difficult was it to guard Dick Barnett from oh, Gary man. High School yeah, <laughs> with, the, with, with him being a superior left-hand shooter? <laughs> well, I thought I did well on him, although, you know, that's... <laughs> well, I mean, you won the game, you know, so, I mean, you did, you did something. Yeah, he, he hit a couple shots on me because I retaliated. I came back and did my thing, too. Yeah. But, yeah, man, he was hard to guard, man. He was the first left-handed guy that I had guarded. And I was all up over him, man. And he 
would look like he laid down in there like and be shot over me and said, nothing but net. Man, who was this guy? He wasn't about <laughs> six three, six okay. two if he was that big, you know. Wow. He was tough. He okay. had ice and man, they they had, had some help. They could have gave us a better game, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cause I, I cause I cause I looked at the score on that yeah. on that game and, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. You guys really went to town. Yeah, because our bench was good, man. Uh myself and Stan Patton. Well Bill Brown was our sixth man. He went in when guys would get fouls and mm-hmm. Create different situations. They put him in. He was all around, man. You know, he was a, just like a starter, basically. Wow. And our bench went in. We didn't miss a beat. We were playing against their uh, starters when we went in the <laughs> With game. With your bench. And, and score <laughs> still kept on, you know. Score kept building, man. You know, yeah. Yeah, because I said, yeah, because uh, so, uh, somebody, I don't know who it was uh, now, I can't remember, but they said that. Um, they they went into the game thinking, man, this is going to be a long night. Yeah. And then they said the next thing they knew, you were up 12 points. Oh, yeah. And the next thing they turned around again, you were up 20 points. And I was just like, wow, it jumped like that immediately. Yeah, <laughs> man, we had an all-star team. We were quiet as this kept, you know. Yeah. Because all that guys could have went to another school and started, been stars, man, you know. You know, our bench, yeah. bench players, yeah, we could – we had a reserve team. I, I, I heard that, that, that a lot of guys that had the opportunity um, after that to go to other oh, schools, yeah, they but did. they 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 would they would go. They First, would come they didn't want any black players. After we did what we did, those other coaches, like that coach from Tech High School, he was. Uh, they said he said it in public. He said uh, those some of those guys live in my district, and I'm gonna get them from now. In other words, if you live in that district, you are gonna come to Tech yeah. and play for him. Yeah. He's about to switch up the game. Yeah, he ended up. That next year, he had about six, seven blacks playing on him, man. Wow. They didn't get out of the section, but they won the city tournament. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Before, they hadn't won anything, you know. Man. Golly. Okay. Uh, uh, Here's a good one for you. Uh, Could you take Big O on one-on-one? No. (laughs) He's killed me in practice, man, you know. He's killed me in practice. Uh, I would just guard him to try to learn something. Yeah. You know, because he played all over, and I was a forward and center. Okay. So he'd come down there, and I'd try to guard him. And uh, he had about – I didn't know until later years that he had uh, seven moves, seven things that he did. He told me this personally. Uh Uh-huh. You know, he'd do the same thing, but he'd do it seven different ways. And he would continue to be, and guys be trying to figure out what's he doing, you know. And he'd start he just, out the same way, but he ended up doing switch it a little bit, yeah, you know, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and he'd be killing me. But I said, well, the coach, no, he do, does this to better guys than me. Right, so I'm not gonna worry. About it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be killing me, man. You know, but like I, said, I just try to learn from it, you know. Wow. Okay. Just try, all I did was try to stay in front of him. That's okay. all I could do. Yeah. Because he could score whenever he wanted to. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have watched a few a few games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was good. There's <laughs> no question about that. How great was the team's accomplishment? Um, and, and how, you know, as far as your view, did yeah. it change basketball? Oh, it did. We changed the way basketball played, man. They used to play that stall ball, or, you know, get the ball and hold it, you know. Uh-huh. And so you don't have a chance to do nothing if they're holding the ball. It hold it two or three minutes. This is before we played, you know. Okay. But we came, We what we did, we just put a full court pressure defense all game long, and we ran on offense. Wow. And, you know, they couldn't keep up. You know, they weren't in shape. They couldn't keep up. Even the referees got tired. So I, I met a referee that uh, had a tavern on Indiana Avenue about four blocks from where I live. Uh-huh. And I met him. He came out. This is after I graduated. He mm-hmm. said, you don't know me. He said, I used to referee your games. Told me his name and everything. Uh-huh. He said, I told my wife, every time I had y'all's got, you guys came, I said, take the phone off the cook and hook and don't bother me. So I got to get my rest. He said, because them guys run. Because <laughs> he said he had to change clothes when he get through referee and he'd be sweating. Sweating. Because we ran. Trying to keep know. up with y'all. Yeah, yeah. We, we played fast break basketball. The, yeah, the the, the the running rebels before the running rebels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything we did, uh, they doing now. We did back then, you know, like crossover dribble, uh, 
a coach didn't like for us to do fancy passing, you know, like wrapping around passes. Okay, no looks. Like that, uh, uh, any of that. Uh, and he especially didn't like dribbling between your legs and all that stuff. He hated that stuff. So he, he just wanted you guys yeah. to street, just street basketball. Yeah. Just yeah. street basketball and yeah. get the job done. And you couldn't dunk back then. We had a feed line in the in the warm-up, you know, when you warm it up for the game. Mm-hmm. And we had about six guys could dunk. And so we'd go in, I'd be dunking two hands, and guys would <laughs> and, uh, and the other team would be down there looking at like their coach said, get down there and shoot around. Quit looking at them. <laughs> and they, and uh, the IHSAA ended up, uh, uh, how should I say it? They put, told our coach mm-hmm. in the athletic department, no dunking in the games or warm, uh, warm-up season. So they, they, they stopped you from in a warm-up. Warm-up, they would call a technical on you to start the game. Before the game if you started. Did it, yeah. If you dunked the ball in warm-up. I ain't talking about in a game. I'm talking yeah. about a warm-up. Yeah, before the game so, even starts. So we had – that was all out of our game. You know, we could do it out on the dust bowl somewhere. Yeah. But not in the game, you know. Yeah. Okay. And that's something I wanted, I wanted to bring up that too. Um, because uh, the dust bowl was – uh, here, here in 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 the city, was where the real players oh, yeah, over went to go. Gardens, you know? Went to go play ball. Everybody uh, in the city went to Lockfield, came to Lockfield Gardens, one time or another. You know, okay, all day long. So Lockfield was like the Rutgers in New York, right? Right. Okay. You had older guys uh, that didn't go to school. Some were out of school. I'm talking about older guys. Uh-huh. You know, that came here and played and. Uh, that's where that's where everybody owned their game, you know. Yeah. In Lockville, yeah. At dust ball, and like I said, I didn't I didn't know because um, I grew up twenty uh, third in Indianapolis, right. Uh, right, next street over from uh, Watkins Park. Yeah. And so when I came up, you know, of course it wasn't Dr. Martin Luther King; it was still Northwestern. Northwestern. Um, and they had the dust bowls there. Well, of course, I mean, I I didn't know the history of you guys, you know, what I mean, or anything like that. So I didn't even I thought that was where the Dust Bowl was always at. Was at Watkins Park. I didn't I yeah, didn't even know anything Lockfield. about Lockfield. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. And you know, till I started doing my research, right. and I was like, oh wait a minute, I was like, because they used to say. You know, they were playing. They were having a Dust Bowl at Watkins Park. Yeah. I was because like, I used to go. And that's when I read that. I was like, well, wait a minute. I thought it was that. So they must have just moved it. Yeah, they started having it in Watkins, out on the south side, in different places, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, Douglas Park, they started having them out there and everything, you know. Uh, And I didn't didn't even know um, the reason why they called the Dust Bowl. Well, they didn't have no asphalt on the floor back then. (laughs) Over lock, it was just dirt. Yeah. And in the the summer when it's uh, hot, It'd be dust flying and carrying on yeah. dirt and stuff. The and when it's raining, ball. sloppy, muddy. And then wow. the only time it's snow on the ground where you can just pass the ball. You can't dribble, just pass it and then shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I mean, I just, I never even knew, you know, that was even a thing. Right. I just, you know, I never, I just knew that, you know, this is the Dust Bowl at Watkins Park. Was, right. I didn't know the history behind that, right. you know. Uh, just doing the research to 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 get to talk to you, I've learned so much about the city of Indianapolis that I didn't even know. Oh yeah, you know, I didn't know you guys were the first black championship team. Oh yeah, I, I, Indianapolis I, had never won a championship before we won it, and and it had been going for fifty years. Yeah, and yeah. then we came along and won it, and then we won it two years in a row, and then uh, in what was it? Washington High School won it in uh, 69, 65 and 69. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Continentals. George McGinnis and all those guys yeah. in 69. I went to yeah. school with his son. Oh, did you? Tony McGinnis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to school with his son, uh, and I got to meet George. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Real good guy. Uh, okay, why was, uh, you know I mean, your, why was your coach so successful? Versus, you know, someone else. What well, it, what was he doing then? His family was the only family, black family, down there in the southern part of Indiana. Well, just, just south of Indianapolis. Okay. Right near Franklin. I forget the name of the little town. Okay. And he had seven brothers and about, I think, two or three sisters. 
Right. He was the oldest boy. Mm-hmm. And he knew, he came up with white people. He went to school with them, played sports with them and all that. Okay. And, and they didn't, you know, uh, they didn't do him like they would do blacks in Indianapolis, you know. Okay. And he knew how to deal with white people. Okay. And he didn't try to and, uh, retaliate or nothing. He just, as long as they didn't do nothing physically to him, then he just let, them, let it blow off, you know. If you get physical now, then he'll take you and throw you into the wall. You know? <laughs> yeah. but he just knew how to deal with those people, and uh, he, he was a firm guy, disciplinarian, you might want to call him, you know. But he was fair, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he watched over yeah, you guys. Yeah, he didn't take no stuff, you know. You couldn't play around, and, you know. When oh. you come to practice, you had to be serious. If he catch you goofing off, you liable to tell you to hit the road, you know. Wow. They had guys walking the hall that could have played on our team. You know? Okay. But you can only twelve, have 12. Yeah. And so you got to know how to present yourself to get make the team like I did. Okay. See, I went in, I was rebounding, and I said, I looked at all these guys. We had about 250 guys go out for one team. And uh, they'd be wow. everybody be jacking up shots and shooting all the trying to look fancy. And I said, I know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go in there and rebound. And I went after every rebound. And p- passed the ball and deep block shots. So I was one of the few guys that blocked shots, oh. and uh, that's how I made the team. Okay, you yeah. went a different route. Yeah. You went more of the yeah. defense route right. than yeah. offense yeah. to stand shot. out. Yeah, that's that's they work for Dennis Rodman for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's a good that's a good that's a good niche though. You know, he said, "How many guys?" Went out for the team. Where well, the gym supposedly see just a little, it wasn't a regular basketball floor, but it was a gym they put in there. Right. And they said it's seated five hundred, but it looked like it only seated about two or three, maybe three hundred in there. Oh, huh. And it would be just about uh, half full, I'll say. You couldn't tell because they for all tryouts. Were, you know, trials here. Yeah. Wow. They cut 50 today, and the next day they cut 50, you know. <laughs> That's how they had to get rid of them, you know. And I mean, it, some get these guys, most of them could play, you know. But like I said, you could only add 12, 12 wow. men playing. And they just did them out like that. What made you want to play basketball? Well, when Oscar Robson's uh, brother, Bailey, in 51, I was in the seventh grade. Uh-huh. He hit a shot against Anderson High School to send him to the regional. Okay. That won the regional form with five seconds to go, man. And we everybody saw that shot. Everybody I talked to today that was around then uh-huh. said they remember that shot. They was at in a barbershop or home or somewhere. And that just it triggered everything. Everybody wanted to play basketball. When you saw that shot, yeah. you said, I, I, I want to yeah. do that right there. <laughs> man, I, I tell you what, there's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, Basketball players that are thankful for you, for you guys. Well, that are very thankful for you guys, for what you've done, what you went through, you endured, you know. Yeah. And to, to be able to do all that and still, you know, uh, how many games? 31? Yeah, we won. First year we won uh, 30 and lost one. Then the next year we won 31 and didn't lose any, you know, 31 zip, you know. Wow. How does that feel? Oh, Just, man, it felt good, man. Uh, the, the one loss, I, I was kind of, uh, it's, it's hindsight, but I kind of always say it, it was good we lost that game because that let us know that you, if you lose once in the tournament, you out. Right. Ain't no more, you know. Yeah. So we had to be on our P's and Q's. Okay. You know, and when, when did you lose time. that one game? How, how, how far into the season well, were you? Well, we were over halfway. Uh, we were getting ready for the city tournament. Who did who'd you lose to? Connorsville. Connorsville? Yeah. I have friends apparently in Connorsville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they beat us. Uh, they had a wet floor. That's right. The, the yeah. pool underneath the, yeah. the gym. Yeah. Yes. Yes, with the condensation. And, uh, be slipping and carrying on. I almost broke my back in warm-up line. I jerked like it. You know, slid and I caught myself. You yeah. Know? yeah. Wow. But like the coach, he didn't be just said, well, they played on it too, so we don't have no excuses. Right. Yeah. So okay. you never would make no excuses, you know. Okay. Okay. 
One at 31 games straight. I can't even imagine that, man. I can't even imagine that. Uh, okay, accomplishments of each player uh, and their success before and after uh, the retirement addicts. Well, uh, I, I probably Yeah, yeah. Well, I started in five. They all went to college. Uh, or they all graduated, except for Hampton. They graduated, but he, he went to college. He went two or three years. And uh, Bill Scott, he graduated from Butler and made all conference out there. Okay. And they played in a national invitational tournament in Madison Square Garden. Butler did. Okay. And he made the all tournament team there, you know. Wow. And he taught in the public school system for 40 years. Okay. And Bill Hampton, he was a star out at the Indiana Central, what they call it then. It's, it's called uh, University of Indianapolis. University, yeah, U of I. And uh, he's in the Hall of Fame out there, in the IHSA Hall of Fame, you know. And uh, we played a lot of uh, AAU ball together after, you know, after college. And Cedric uh, uh, Mitchell, he played at Butler, too. And he got drafted. He went to the Navy, and he was all naval, made all naval, all services determined to have. So everybody went and just kept playing ball. Oh, yeah. Kept everybody playing kept ball. playing ball. And uh, Willie Merriweather, he was a, a All-American at Purdue okay. in, in 50, 59. He was a senior when I was a junior on the 55 team. Okay. He made the NN All-Star team. Oscar made all NN All-Star team. Oscar was named Mr. Basketball in 56. Okay. Stan Patton had played us with, with us in 56 and 55. He was alternate on the 55 team. All-star team with Oscar, you know. Okay. Yeah. So uh, everybody went to college, mostly, and other guys <laughs> like Sam Milton. He worked for General Motors. He retired from there. And Willie Burnley, he, when he graduated in 55, he lived in Willie but a couple of years. He went to Central State College in Ohio. Uh-huh. He had got cancer. He had cancer for when he went down there. Oh, okay. And he died maybe a year or so later. So oh, he died man. young. You know? Yeah. And Johnny Mac Brown, he went out to Indiana Central, played football for a couple of years. Okay. Then he dropped out. He was to work till he he passed away early too. Back in uh, it wasn't real early, but he was up in age, you know. Okay. And then Bill Brown and Stan Patton, we all played together. And in '56, we were starting five. Oscar Brown, Sam, myself, Stan Patton, and uh, who else was it? Uh, Bill Brown. Yeah, I said five. I think it's five. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Brown and Patton played at Tennessee State University, and they won a national NAIA small college tournament. Wow. They won a national championship, yeah. They won it three years in a row, but they played on the first one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Laverne, and then we had other guys on our 56 team that went undefeated. Laverne Benson, he was an honorable mention All-American in Miami of Ohio. Okay. Uh, all conference, and then uh, Albert Maxey was all Big Eight out at Lincoln, Nebraska, in the University of Nebraska, and uh, who else? It was somebody else. That, uh, but anyway, they all did something. They all accomplished that. Everybody, everybody yeah. went on to do something. That's, that's man, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I played I, a couple I, of years, and I dropped out. But yeah. I played uh, three years with Goose Statham. Goose Statham. Okay, I played with the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. He quit and formed his own team. I toured with him for three years, you know. Okay. Before I came back home. And okay. Gave it up. Started playing AAU ball. Got married and all that stuff, you know. Okay. Okay. Man, this is this is this is awesome. Yeah. This is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool just to learn this. Now, because I know you've seen, you know, some pretty bad things, you know. Uh, what 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 is some of the things that you've seen uh, that should have deterred deterred you guys. Well, one time we were driving, we had old school bus or something we traveled in, and we booked a lot of away games because we couldn't didn't have nowhere to play in the city. We couldn't okay. get Butler Tech. We didn't have nowhere to play, so the athletic director gave us a lot of away games. You know. Okay. So they had old. I don't know. If they rented the old school bus or whatever, uh-huh. and we traveled in there. We pulled in a service station. He asked, could the guys use the restroom? He said, no, y'all can't use no restroom here. So we were getting ready to put some gas in the tank, and he said, the coach said, hey, take the pump out of the tank. We're going somewhere else. Yeah. And he missed filling up, you know. Yeah. He was upset, but there wasn't nothing he could do about it. We went on somewhere else. 
Wow. We traveling all down in those backwoods towns and stuff. Now, and, and now your away games were, were they? They were just here in Indiana. Yeah, in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Mishawaka, uh, Gary. Uh, we played once in Bloomington. We just played everywhere. Man. Oh, okay. Sheridan, Connorsville, yeah, East Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Connorsville. Uh-huh. Yeah. What what is what was one of your your toughest games? You think to, uh, for the, you? Uh, the toughest game I we had was uh, '55 was against Muncie Central in the semi-state. Muncie Central. You know, uh, to see who go to the final four. Okay. And uh, we beat a team. I forget who we beat in the afternoon. Then we beat uh, Muncie by one point. In, in yeah, '55 in the semi-state. You said hold on, you said in the morning, and so you played two games in a day. Uh, uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, the, the regional, uh-huh. play the afternoon that night, semi-state, you play the morning game, the night game. In the finals, you play the morning game, and you play the championship game, you know. And you guys are still running just oh, yeah. full speed, yeah. going. Yeah, we, that, was, that was our game, man. <laughs> hey, y'all really loved it, man. Yeah. You guys really loved that. Yeah. That's and amazing. Oh, the biggest thing part was the referees, and we just played through that stuff, you know. They be on the call foul. Oscar take the ball, hit about four or five shots. We got a 10, 15 point lead. Then we don't have to worry about no referees in, you know. That's a definite different approach. Yeah. Is We just got to shoot a lot and score a lot. Yeah. Man, we ain't got to worry about fouling nobody. <laughs> we got to yeah. worry about none of that. Yeah, one team. Uh, we had them. They was playing a stall game. Okay. And uh, we was up twelve points, I think. And they just out there holding the ball. You know, say y'all ain't gonna get your averages against us and all that crazy stuff. This is in the sectional, man. You know. <laughs> just so you guys wouldn't get yeah, your yeah. your, so your they stats. They run the score up and stuff, man. And they lose. They getting beat. They already losing. They stood out there until until they started trying to play. You know. Wow. There was some weird stuff happening. You know. We played a sudden death with short reads. That was the second. Now that yeah, game. that I heard yeah. about that game. Yeah, that was yeah. the the two two overtimes. Yeah, then yes. it, it, it was tied up two overtime. Then that third overtime is called sudden death. Yeah, first team to score the free throw or a basket win the game. So they had a jump ball, and so Oscar normally he don't even jump center. He said they told him to move out, let him jump center. He got the tip. And then uh, he tipped it to somebody, and then he, they gave him the ball back, and he told everybody, go to the corner. Just take your man and go to the corner. And they went over in the corner, stood. and then he just took his man. And he, I thought he was going around him, but he I guess he figured a ref might call traveling or yeah. a charge or anything. So he just stopped and hit a soft jump shot and killed and broke their hearts, man, you know. Oh, wow. And they had a great team, too. Yeah, but Well, I mean, apparently, yeah. if they took you – down yeah, we, to the wire like that. Yeah, we had three friends on there. Uh, they couldn't understand how we beat them six times in uh, two years. You know, we beat them in the regular season, city tournament, <laughs> in the section. And one of them told me, he said, man, I, we should have got one of them games. <laughs> I said, well, man, hey, whatever. They say, well, you didn't yeah. get one then. <laughs> All the rest of the games, we'd be one at probably maybe an 18, 20-point a game average. Wow. Yeah. Beat them by that's how many points we beat them teams by. What was the most you ever scored in the game? Uh, high school? Yeah. I got uh, 12. 12. 12 points, yeah. 12 points. Yeah. That's a lot, though, for yeah, you because you, you were, you were oh, yeah, defense. I yeah, I was getting the rebounds. Right. Pass, dispersing the ball. And the guys, they didn't miss too many shots. One time the coach got on me and said, Gibson, you quit rebounding. I said, well, Mr. Crow, they hitting every shot. I said, I ain't no rebounds. <laughs> and, you know, he thought I was getting But it, I didn't really mean it like that. Yeah. But, uh, that's what I saw. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I'm going to get a rebound. You know? Right. <laughs> What's your, who's the hardest player you had to, ever had to defend? Probably that Barnett guy in the state championship game. You know. Really? I, was, I played four and a half minutes. I was on him, man, and it was because uh, he was a real deal, man. Rebound, wow. handle the ball, and he had a shot. Like he fold up in there and shoot it, you know, shoot over, you know. <laughs> wow, he was tough, yeah. That is awesome, awesome, man. 
Okay, so you get so you have uh, you've been uh, of course uh, you're the team historian, um, so you have uh, a lot of uh, memorabilia. Yeah, I brought a lot uh, of stuff today, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to show it because we ain't really got no room. Oh uh, well, I mean, if you want to grab yeah. something, I mean, yeah. you can pull it out. You know, in the middle of the show here, I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Here, we'll... yeah, can you reach it? Yeah, we're still getting stuff uh, through the years, man, you know. We were, we were recognizing Congress back in 2015 on the, I think it was the 50th, 60th anniversary. And uh, the 60th anniversary. And uh, they were, uh, what's his name? Uh, Senator Dan Coates recognized us in a session of Congress. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you guys, I mean, you get, you realize that you, what you've done, I mean, can never be undone. That's true. You know, it can never be undone. And and then uh, Star Sports Writers uh, did a thing uh, and selected us as one of the top 10 sports stories of the 20th century. We came in number seven. Top ten in the entire twentieth century. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Wow. Yeah, both our teams are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, yep. Oh man, I got. Oh, I got too much. I ain't even bringing stuff out. Which yet? As a very cool all-star. We had a team to travel around and play all over the state after college. And uh, that was successful. We only lost three or four games during that time. You know. John Gills, Bill Hampton, yeah. Scott, Willie Miller. And the coach, that big guy, Willie Gardner, he played with the Globetrotters for three years. And he sold his contract to the New York Knicks. But he developed his heart problems, uh-huh. and he could never play anymore after that. Oh man! Yeah. So he, he was his career was cut short. You know. Man. Yeah. Now are you and are you still uh, involved in basketball in any kind of way at all? No. Nah. Just, I just do a like a motivational type thing. Uh, like this month, normally in Black History Month, I go around the school, different things, different groups. Okay. And uh, show just uh, just the championship teams, you know. Yeah. Where they went to college and what you know what they accomplished. Um, and uh, I used to have a movie, but it's been kind of faded out now. The championship game. Wow. To show that you know. Man. And then uh, we were selected as the Grand Marshals of the 500 Parade in 2015. How's that? Oh man, that was that was like a euphoric happening, man. You know. <laughs> Because, you know, they never let us go downtown. After yeah. And, stuff. and that parade was, they made up for it. Did it? Yeah, man. Okay. It was something. They said they had over 100,000 people downtown. Man. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I don't even think the track was even open when you guys won the championship. It just might have came back open. It, when, might, uh, it came back open after, after the, the, the war. Yeah, it's something like that did. I don't know if it was during that time or not. You know? I know yeah. that it opened up uh, after the war uh, when people started coming back yeah. home yeah. Uh, because it was it was down. They weren't even doing right. any racing or anything. It really wasn't uh, nothing going on right. too much um, back then because of the war. Yeah. But pretty much the city was kind of shut down because they didn't have the, you know, people didn't have the money or means to right. to be able to afford to do, you know, luxury stuff, so... Yeah, the 500 Festival Committee uh, rented us rooms to stay downtown during that weekend, racing wow. weekend. Had a, a luxury RV vehicle take uh-huh. us back and forth from the track to the hotel. And we had breakfast and stuff over in the, across the street from the hotel. Uh, let me get this straight. Uh, oh, it was right near the parade route. Okay. It was just uh, about half a block. That's where we got on the float to uh-huh. the parade. Had breakfast in there. Oh man, we and they had TVs. All the TV stations out there in a bunny stuff. It, it, it was something, man. You know, it was man. Okay. Flew the guys in from out of town. Yeah, for the deal, you know. Yeah. How was it? Good? How was it? To see those guys again, man. Oh, it, it, 
It's good to see them, man, because some of them you don't see about maybe once a year, or some, right. some maybe once two years, every two years. Now, do you are you guys still talk? Still, oh yeah, still, I still call each other on the phone every day. Wow. Oscar's brother called me before I came here. Henry Robinson, he played with us in '56. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you guys are still friends. Oh yeah. Like I say, ain't but six living now, and the rest of them are passed on. Mitchell used to come down once, twice, come by and holler at me. We go to eat lunch or something. Mm-hmm. And he passed. I think excuse me, uh, a year and a half ago, he he passed. Yeah, man. Yeah, he had heart problems. You know. Oh, and now are you still are you still uh, active um, with with the uh, uh, the the museum and and things oh, like yeah, and, and the, the school Christmas Attic School. Okay. And uh, I, I help do a golf tournament. You know, I'm, I'm there showing my display. And okay. Just helping, assisting, you know, because I don't play golf. Right. And we, uh, we, you know, I don't think we're going to have it this year because of the pandemic. Yeah. But, uh, and then I was, uh, I used to be a board member of the Christmas Addicts Alumni Association. Okay. But I'm not, I'm just a member now. I'm not no board member, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, so, you know, like just doing that shoot, um, at addicts with you, um, and just you know people you know saying hey hey how you doing you know and all yeah. that I just I was like wow that's that's cool that you were still you know involved yeah you yeah, know Bill Hampton and I well I said about six of us were down there when that that coach that was there today mm-hmm. uh, Hawkins yeah uh, he, he won the championship first year he started coaching he he we know Hampton went down there and talked to the boys before they went to play for the championship. Wow. Yeah, he had him talk to him. He, so they still reach out to you guys. Right. Man, that is, uh, you know, man, I, I just, because I, cause I've had time, you know I mean? I've, I've done a lot of research, right. you know what I mean? So I've had time to kind of see the overall view. Right. And it's, it just, it, it just what you guys were able to achieve, you know, in your life. I just I wish you know I mean I could do something like that that would live forever because yeah. because that'll live forever. Oh yeah, I know. I, I'm, when I'm out of town, man, you know, yeah. they get to talk about ball. You know, you big, tall. You you look like a ball player, and I tell them, yeah, no, man, some, some. boom, there they are. Yeah. Want to know everything, man? You know, yeah. airports, uh, anywhere, man. You know. I mean, because I mean, because yeah. I, I guess you don't. I don't think about it. You know, I, yeah. I, I never really thought about you know trying to do something that. And I guess most of the time you don't think about it. You, right. It's just something that happens when you make history. Right. You know, it's not something that you pretty much go out to try to do most of the time. Yeah. It's just something that happens, and yeah, yeah. you're like, wow. Um, but I never really thought about it. You know what I mean? doing something to make history or anything like that. But until I started doing this and then I thought, you know, it reminds me of uh, something that uh, um, the rap artist Jay-Z. Right. He uh, has a song um, where he says that, you know, I'll I'll live forever because of what I've done. You know what I mean? Not who I am, but what I've done. done. I will live forever. They'll talk about me in barbershops forever. Right. You know, and the same is true with you guys. Oh, yeah. That team, you know what I mean? You're forever locked into history. It's amazing, man. You can be in the store, drugstore, anything. They'll visit. How you doing? You know, walk up, you know, know who you are. How such and so they know all the guys' names and stuff, man. Did you have any idea? When you went out for basketball, did you have any, did you even have an idea of maybe? This could even come close to what you've done? <laughs> no, I never thought too much about it. I, you know, and then, like I say, it's still going on today. You know, uh, people call you up, you want to come out to an event or something, you know, maybe uh. display my stuff or do a little question and answer thing afterwards for the people who want to know and stuff, you know. Still going on, man. Resonating yeah. from. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, you're in the books now, yeah. so it's. So you never you you live forever, right, man? Yeah. And that's you know, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. You know, it, it's like I said, I, I've I've been waiting to do this this show because I just you know I just think what you guys did is amazing. You know what I mean? I just I know when the young guys won it in 2017 over at it. So, yeah. Uh, it was before the were, game. Were you there? 
Yeah, we all yeah. six of us went down there and they got seats on the floor. Wow. Yeah, uh, the black guy. So, the, so the guys came from out of town to come? Uh, well, no, just the, let see, who, who, the Oscar came, his brother came out of Cincinnati. And me and Hampton lived. To come see these kids in 2017 do it again. Yeah, and then uh, there's two guys on the 59 out of state championship team that were there. Anyway, them guys saw us, man. They said, man, look here. He said, them guys come to see us play. He said, we got to win now, man. Yeah. <laughs> they saw us, and they said, we got to win, man. They, they played a heck of a game, too, man. They were, wow. What was that like, yeah. being able to sit oh, on the man. sidelines? <laughs> Yeah, and just, see a championship. Yeah, I just had some shoulder surgery, and I, I had the guys pull me up every time I wanted to get up with my good hand. Uh-huh. And uh, that boy jumped up over this big old white kid and tipped the ball in on a missed shot and won the game. And man, we was up running. I was up running around. I said, they said, "How you get up?" I, said, I don't know how I got up. <laughs> jumped up. You know, yeah. Just watching them boys yeah. do it, man, man. I tell you what, man, I have truly, truly enjoyed speaking to you, Mr. Gibson. Um, and, and, and thank you for everything that you've done um, for the game of basketball, for the city of Indianapolis, the state of Indiana, um, and the nation, period. You know, because you guys reached the nation. It, it might have just been here in little old Indiana, Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it spread quick. You you guys would have been the first viral. <laughs> yeah. They said it was in all newspapers all over across the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You That's guys would have been. Negro Weekly papers. Mm-hmm. They had it in big headlines, you know. Yeah. The recorder here. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, Kansas right. City. They had a black newspaper. All of them had, you know, big, it was in big headlines, you know. Man, man. Well, man, it has been it has been an awesome time. But uh, here on the block, we like to say uh, that the street lights are on, <laughs> and and it's time to go in the house, uh, man. <laughs> well, I thank you, man. Thanks for having me. No, thank you, thank you for 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 coming on uh, and sharing, you know, yeah. what you've done. Yeah. You know, I, I I truly appreciate it. Yeah. You know. Appreciate the shoes, too, man. Oh yeah, man. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I bugged them until you know they, they, they had to come up yeah. off of them, man. I said, you know, hold on, man. You gotta, you know, if you, if that shoe's gonna go anywhere, yeah. that shoe gotta come here first. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so. You know, you, you, uh, yeah, man. You, you're one of probably, I don't know, maybe three or four people that have that shoe right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will come out in the spring, and uh, there's a lot of people I've heard. Because uh, you guys have um, – now, w- what are some of the, the, the websites? Do you know some of them um, that they have for addicts? Uh, no. Uh, I don't know any websites. There's just a regular Christmas Addicts Hall of Fame website. Okay. You can get on there and see different, uh, you know, uh, editorials that were written on the team. You know? Okay. Okay. Like they had us in Monthly Magazine, uh, Indiana, Indianapolis Monthly uh-huh. Magazine. Bill Hampton and I were featured in that back in 2005, I think it was. Okay. So and what I, I'll do is, I, yeah. I, what I'll do is I'll get a hold to um, um, Robert Chester, yeah. the curator over yeah. at the museum, and I'll get all the links and everything, and that way we yeah. make sure that we get it posted uh, to yeah. everything. To everyone. Yeah, I wish you could come by and see my little archives sometime, man. You know. Uh, I, yeah. Like I say, I can't display this. There's too much stuff, man. Then, right. That's just what's, part of it. What's in the blue bag? Oh, just some basketball. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, I thought I was going to, you know. Part of my display. Oh, wow. Thirty-one and zero. That seems to look real. Oh my God! Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I, know, I gotta, I gotta get this on here. Let me see if she gets to see that.
But you still have that, you know. Yeah. So, all righty. That's it. The streetlights is on, Mr. Gibson, and it's time to go in the house. All right. (laughs) But it has been a true pleasure speaking with you. Um, and like I said, I'll, I'll get, you know, all the social media links and everything and make sure that I tag you uh, and everything so you'll be able to see the show. Right. Um, and uh, and uh, I don't know, you know, you, you maybe, you know, because I, I can't, I, I suck at uh, basketball. I could never play. Yeah. Uh, I was never no good at it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe I could get you on the court and I could win and then I look good. You, you can know? win now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't have no problem. You can win now. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, sir, for being here. Thank you for having me, man. You're more than welcome. Thank you.